Thanks for joining us today for Going Deeper. Uh, This morning's message was the first in a brand new series, That You May Believe. And so that was a great setup this morning. Really appreciate that. I know that for me, while I was sitting here and listening, my sense of anticipation for this series was kind of going up and up and up. What was going on for you in the whole prep? Uh, It actually made me stop and realise how many key passages that I've heard throughout my life or that I've hung on to or might even use at certain times coming out of John. Like just how, how deep... John's account is of walking the Christian life. Um, So in in unpacking that and and the struggle again was what to include and what not to include because there's so much in it. Um, You know, I would love to have pressed into prayer more deeply. Mm. I would have loved to have pressed into the idea of being born again more deeply. Mm. I would love to... There's so much in John's gospel. So... um, yeah, like I said, it was broad brush strokes. Yeah. But what I do like is that we're going to actually walk through it pretty slowly mm-hmm. and we will have time to stop and park at yep. each of those really key things and spend some time letting it speak to us. Mm. I, I like that you've you've given us some things to pay attention to as we go. Yep. Just recognising that, that John's, uh, John's context and when he wrote and the way he wrote was was different to the other gospel Writers. Yep, for sure. It's like looking through, and he would have had those other gospels possibly available to yep. him, but still did his own thing, which I thought was great. Mm. Yeah, mm. and it's interesting too that like he's he's had a slightly different kind of relationship with Jesus, yes. and somehow that's turned into him writing an account that helps us get to know Jesus not just read about what Jesus yeah. did. And, it was, and it's nearly like his biography. I think it's, it's, it's John going, this is, this is my encounter with Jesus, and I was a really good friend with him, and I did know what he was about and what he was saying. So, so, even, so a good example is the famous John 3.16. Mm-hmm. Um, some writers would have conjecture over, did Jesus say those words that are in John 3.16 or are they John's words because he knows what Jesus was about. He was so intimate with him. Um, you know, a lot of Bibles I've checked through have those words in red, so they've been appointed to Jesus. But some scholars would argue that, no, John just knew Jesus so deeply yeah. and so intimately that he could express what Jesus was yeah really saying or what was behind what he was saying Mm -hmm. so it's interesting when you dig down to that level um we probably won't be doing that in most of our sermons but um i just love the yeah the intimacy so even john calling himself the disciple whom jesus loved Mm -hmm. you know uh even john recording that at the cross um jesus actually said to john hey there's my mother mary now yeah she's your mother, you look after her, when we know Jesus had many other siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something there about something John's close connection with Jesus yep. that, that is, helps us pay attention to what John's writing about mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. The, that, that notion, you know, sometimes we don't know what to make of John when he says that, you know, calls himself the disciple that, that Jesus loved. Yeah. But I think that 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 has to be playing a part in in the way that he is approaching that task of writing 
that that account. Yep. And I think even where you're where you were closing and talking about life and light and freedom and love and truth, that these are all part of this ultimate reality. Yeah. And that John has recognized that ultimate reality and recognized his relationship. Well, of course I am the one that Jesus loves. If I know that that is ultimate reality, yeah, reality that's who he is. That's who yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing egotistical yeah. about it whatsoever. It's just real. And maybe the only egotistical thing in it is when he talks about he ran to the tomb and beat Peter. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was faster than Peter. Yeah. I got there first. I think it was the first time he ever beat Peter. But, but who knows, yeah. yeah. Um, so the other thing that was interesting too, you were talking about the repetition of, of the seven. So John's thinking very clearly about his audience as he's writing yep. this. Tell me more about that. Um, so... Studies would say that John more than likely wrote this gospel from Ephesus. Um, so he was heavily involved in the church at Ephesus, which was a mixture of Jewish but predominantly Gentile people. Um, John, as I said earlier, I think he would have at least had an awareness of Matthew's gospel and Mark's and, and Luke's gospels, um, knowing that they were written for a specific audience. So Matthew was written for a yep. Jewish audience, for example. I think John did really well in um, understanding that not only would it be a Jewish audience because the early church was predominantly Jewish, becoming yep. followers of the Messiah, Jesus. Um, so he had to write in a way that helped those people understand the story. But it's also his story. He was a mm -hmm. Jewish man. Um, but understanding that, those things would go wider. So to, to bring a Gentile audience in to help them understand as well while maintaining things that Jewish people would pick up on. Right. Um, so even the beginning, you know, in the beginning was the Word and the yeah. Word was with God yeah. and the Word was God. Um, that's what we're going to touch on next week. That straight away you cannot miss that that's referencing the very beginning of Genesis. Yeah. Um, so I think John was really clever. Yes. And here's something that grabbed me, and I didn't mention it in the in the message, but I think we, I can, I think I can look at people who lived 2,000 years ago and assume that we are more intelligent today than what they mm -hmm. were. Mm -hmm. um, that That is not the case. It cannot be the yeah. case. For John to write in such a way that Jewish audiences and Jewish readers would be picking things out and seeing the threads that are linking together, whereas a Gentile audience may not, but the Gentile audience would still be able to get enough out of it to go, oh, yeah, this could yeah. change my life. Yeah. So there's a real cleverness to actually write on two levels yep. and have both groups of your audience actually get what you're trying to say. Mm. I think it's more profound than we actually yep. think at this moment. We, we need eyes to see, yeah. don't we? Yep. Um, the, this idea that... Um, it is in it is in reading John that we can come to know Jesus. Like mm. to me, that just seems like in, incredibly profound. What greater pursuit is there, yeah. you know, for one who desires to follow Jesus? What do you what do you reckon's at stake for us as we press into this series? What's possible? What's at stake? I think that that part I unpacked around. Um, the 
the present tense and the continuous yeah. present tense. Um, I, I think what God might do in us as a church and as a community through this is is help us shift from having that one-off belief type posture mm. to know this is this is an ongoing day by day position posture that I take yeah. as a follower of Jesus. I think I think it will help us follow Jesus better right. rather than saying. Um, I I I know about this Jesus. Yeah, I believe yeah. some stuff about this Jesus, yeah. but my life doesn't look that different to anyone else. Mm. I, I think that's what God might be doing, and it's actually helping us turn and follow Jesus. And we can only do that when Jesus becomes the most important thing yeah. in our life. Yeah. Um, that is central in our life. He's not an addition. Mm. He's not an insurance policy for missing out on hell he, yes. he's he's actually the center of who i am what i'm doing why i'm doing it how i respond how i think how i engage yep. that's a big shift yes. it's a shift i want to have yep. happen more and more in my life um but i think that's where god's leading us i think he's leading us deeper i i get that sense too yeah. i i think my anticipation my hope and expectancy is that this body of believers will not be the same yes. after this series. Yep. 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 Um, so we're about to step in yep. next week, chapter 1, John 1, yes. verse 1. Um, between now and then, what might we do to be preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts? Is there a way that we can get to know John? Um, what can we do? Oh, uh, Yeah. Reading John is obviously the first step, um, and I, I would hope because we're going to take a while to go through this. So even if you read John chapter one every day this week, because huh. yep. we're not going to unpack all of chapter one this mm-hmm. coming Sunday. In fact, it's going to take us a few weeks to work through chapter mm-hmm. one, but just to have it, you know, marinating over your mind, over your heart, and then as the Spirit uses. Us as we speak to unpack some things and to shine some light in areas that we may have missed, um, I think that could be the best and most obvious thing we could do. Um, but secondly to that, uh, as I said, Jesus really unpacks in John the necessity and the power of prayer. Yep. And so if we can be a people this week who are praying and just praying, God, would you reveal yeah, good. more of yourself to us? Um, you know, as we said in the thing, you know, can you reveal reality? Mm. And reality will be found in every passage mm. of John's gospel, actually every passage of scripture. Yeah. Um, so a prayer around God, would you bring fresh revelation? Yeah. And an action of actually engaging with John's gospel. Yeah. I think that would set us up beautifully for what's happening great. next week and the week after and the yeah. week after. Yeah. Yeah. Press in, engage with the, yeah. the first chapter of John. Yeah. Asking that the Holy Spirit would reveal reality yep, that's as it. we read. Let's do that. Um, so, really encourage you if you have that opportunity to be um, either connecting with your home groups on Zoom or even chatting backwards and forwards on on some other app. Uh, can I encourage you to be praying for one another, praying for this fellowship, for this body of of believers and beyond? That as we dive into John, that the Spirit might reveal reality, love, light, 
life, truth, truth, freedom, freedom. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's great. Looking forward to it. See you next week. Great series. See ya.